Hello and welcome. You are listening to Patrick Boyle on Finance, a podcast exploring ideas from quantitative finance, examining events occurring in markets right now and financial history to see what lessons can be taken away, including interviews with some of the most interesting people in the world of finance. To learn more about the podcast, visit onfinance.org. Welcome back, everyone. Just a short follow up on Evergrande. I uploaded my original video on Thursday of last week, and since then the story seems to have exploded. If you didn't watch the last video, Evergrande is China's second largest property developer, and it's also the world's most indebted property developer with approximately $310 billion in liabilities. The stock has been in freefall recently, and it looks like the company is insolvent. Back in 2018, China's central bank put together a list of companies that might pose systemic risks to the nation's financial system, and Evergrande was near the top of that list. The Chinese government are signalling that there will not be a bailout. The company owes significant amounts of money to more than 128 banks and over 121 non-banking institutions. As I'm sure you'll recall, Lehman Brothers went under in 2008 due to their exposure to a collapsing US property market. And Evergrande's default could not only hurt the financial sector in China, but its property liquidation could significantly hit property prices in a country where property is unusually expensive as a multiple of incomes. There's an awful lot of leverage in the Chinese property market. Evergrande has been trying to sell their property portfolio at markdowns of as much as 25% in order to service their debts, and this hasn't really been working. They've a huge portfolio of property that might be unsellable. Their balance sheet includes almost half a million parking spaces, for example. The fact that they are trying to quickly sell is not good for the Chinese property market, and there are many other property developers with similar levels of leverage and hard-to-sell assets that will be feeling this squeeze. The financial press are putting this forth as possibly being China's Lehman moment. Now, this could be an exaggeration, as of course drama drives clicks for the press, so we should note that China does have the advantage of having seen how the Lehman bankruptcy went wrong and having seen how the hastily put together AIG bailout, which bailed out all of the American and really global investment banks, was deeply unfair to the taxpayer. So it's unlikely that we'll see the same events unfold twice. The Chinese middle class have a lot of individual exposure to Evergrande, which makes it quite different to Lehman. Evergrande has a wealth management unit, for example, which allows Chinese investors to deposit their savings and earn interest. They're trying to offer these clients parcels of real estate in exchange for this debt, and these investors are not really interested as the real estate may be worth very little. And you can imagine you put your money in a bank account, you don't really want to be offered a parking garage in a ghost city in exchange for that. There are individuals who've placed deposits, which may be their life savings, on one and a half million properties through Evergrande, which may never be built. On top of this, Evergrande is a huge employer. Four million people could lose their jobs. They also owe a lot of money to suppliers, and this is why you're seeing all of these protests and demonstrations on television. Last week, when I made my first video on this topic, I was a bit surprised at the extent to which the market was ignoring the story. 
Today, people are starting to pay attention. The S&P is down around 1.5% as we speak, and it seems to be the top news story today. The commodities market was quite a bit ahead on this story. Iron ore has halved since July. It's quite difficult to get your head around the scale of the Chinese construction sector and its importance to natural resources exporters. A statistic that highlights this scale is the fact that over a three-year period, more concrete has been poured in China than was poured in the United States during the entire 20th century. So this is a very large global industry. It's no surprise that commodities reacted ahead of the stock market to a dramatic slowdown in the Chinese construction sector. China's share of global commodities consumption is estimated as being between 40 to 70 percent. But of course, not all of that goes into real estate. The real estate sector in China is estimated to consume up to 20 percent of the global commodities supply. Evergrande, which I mentioned in Thursday's video, was down 80 percent over the last year has fallen an additional 8 percent today as of recording this video. At the Hang Seng Property Index, which tracks a dozen listed developers, is down around 7 percent to its lowest point since 2016. Hong Kong's broader Hang Seng Index closed at its lowest level in a year. Evergrande has obligations of around 310 billion to creditors and other businesses, and a crucial interest payment deadline on its offshore bonds comes up this Thursday. They're frankly more likely to miss a payment to offshore investors than to the Chinese banks, which are largely controlled by the Chinese government. So who has exposure to these obligations? According to Bloomberg, Ashmore Group, a London-based money manager that specialises in emerging market debt, has more than $400 million worth of Evergrande bonds based on end-of-June filings. Now, this figure may have changed between then and now. BlackRock, UBS and HSBC were also large owners. Many of the bonds have been held by vehicles that focus on riskier emerging market or Asian credits. Bloomberg reports that the law firm Kirkland & Ellis and the investment bank Moellis & Company have been hired as advisors by some of these bondholders. So what are we seeing in markets right now? Well, metal prices obviously fell today as concerns grew over this pullback in the Chinese property market. Copper prices are down around 3% today on the LME, and iron ore fell below $100 a tonne for the first time in over a year. The Financial Times quotes a Hong Kong-based stockbroker, Louis C, as saying that Evergrande is just the tip of the iceberg. He says that Chinese developers were under substantial repayment pressure on dollar-denominated bonds, while markets had become nervous that Beijing would push listed real estate groups to cut the costs of housing in both mainland China and Hong Kong. That affects the banks as well. If you have lower property prices, what happens to their mortgages. It could be a chain reaction, is what this guy says. Let's hope it's not quite as bad as it sounds in that quote. Uh, President Xi's crackdown on private enterprise has obviously been a significant drag on the Chinese economy of late. I'm sure everyone's seen the news about his crackdown on the tech and education sectors. But China's most vulnerable sector is residential real estate. Foreign investors who put their money in China struggle to recognise many of the risks simply because they've seen China confront significant difficulties in the past and always come shining through. 
But Xi's China is not necessarily the China that they're familiar with, as many Chinese people on the ground will tell you. Xi is putting in place a modernized version of Mao's Communist Party. He thinks of all Chinese companies as instruments of a one-party state. And you can see this quite clearly in the way that he's taken stakes in and placed board members on the board of directors of the country's most important firms. Chinese financial authorities have gone out of their way lately to reassure foreign investors, but the president's moves towards Mao's vision of China should not really provide an awful lot of reassurance to investors. I tried to give you some data on how markets performed under Mao, but of course there was no stock market in China under Mao. If you want a more detailed explanation of what's been going on at Evergrande and how they found themselves in this situation, you should definitely watch my last video uh, at this link. Have a great week and talk to you guys soon. Bye. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe so you're notified when a new episode is posted. Thank you to everyone who is supporting this content on Patreon. If you enjoyed this content, you can find more like it on YouTube, on the Patrick Boyle on Finance channel, or follow us on Twitter at Patrick E. Boyle. Thanks for listening. Bye.